Welcome back to Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. We are right in the midst of our postseason review, uh, episode two of three. How are you feeling, Luke, at this juncture? We've we've ticked off eleven names in alphabetical order. We've we we started at Adad, uh, Adadoyan. We ended up at Delhi Bashiru, uh, like all good lists. And um, you know we're about to we're about to kick things off with with Che Dunkley. We had a little sneak preview. But you you feeling well? I'm I'm doing good. I'm ready to get into this. This is going to be fun. You're vi- full of vim, full of pith. Vim, pith, vinegar. I feel like vinegar's missing. Vinegar, vinegar's there too. Yeah, got some of that. Got some of that in the tank. Some salt. Oh yeah, a little bit salty, a little bit spicy. Oh yeah, ooh, a little bit, a little bit of sugar as well. Ooh, pour some sugar ooh, on me. Ooh, pour some sugar on Luke and a bit of a. Give me some, <laughs> give me some umami flakes in there as well. Awesome. I was gonna say what in what in this context, what would you uh, ascribe umami to? I mean, where would that? Where does that fall in this? Uh, we're just gonna, we're just going to sprinkle some MSG across some players' rings. That's what we're going to do. Right now. <laughs> it's an interesting. Uh, this is an interesting group. Uh, it's. Mm. Um, I mean, they're all they're all mixed bags, but this is a this is a. Oh, this is misshapes. I think this is this is knockoff knockoff roses from the factory store. This is going to be. There's some real odds and odds and sods in this uh, this group. Um, <laughs> Uh, should we? Should we? Should we dive in? Should we get let's, there? Let's put a pony in our pocket. Shall we overcommit to Che Dunkley in the way that he overcommits to many a challenge? <laughs> <laughs> let's number twenty-two. He's number twenty-two in our squad. Thank you for that, Rich. I do appreciate that. So Che Dunkley, the twenty-two gives kittens to me and you. <laughs> Looks like he's going to win the header. Then he completely misses the ball and the man. You know, that song we all love. (laughs) Realistic football chants is one of my favourite genres of of self-made music. So genuinely, he got a B-plus in the first half of the season. Uh, which was remarkably hard to listen to in retrospect when I came back to this <laughs> to get his grade. Um, we got some mileage out of a player who feels like he's been here longer than two years, mm. or has it just been a lot of forgetting who he is and that he's around the team? It, it, but it did genuinely feel a shame we didn't get to see him kick on from that stint in the team where he looked dangerous from set pieces and found the chances to be his best in this division. He got player of the month, was it November or December? Something like that, yeah. Um, do you remember how we we talked about maybe sponsoring a player at the halfway mark and we yes. missed out on Shay Dunkley? And we we were so gutted. Look, yeah, we would have done it, I think, if Dunkley was available. And imagine how dismayed we would be at how how his second half with a poor <laughs> poor usage of our monies. Um, sorry, just two things to to, to note, just in mm. passing. It was November, so we probably were right in the midst of uh, the heady the heady days of. Uh, of good, good Shay Dunkley for 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 as long as they lasted. We were deep um, in Dunkley. Are you season. aware of Shay Dunkley's full name? Oh, it's massive. Yeah, yeah. It's he's... massive, and it's also brilliant. 
He is Cheyan Armani Keanu. Keanu, yes. Che Dunkley. Beautiful. Beautiful stuff. Sorry, I've I've only just spotted that and that is that is fantastic. That is wonderful. Whatever score you've given him, Luke, I think you need to give him another half mark because of their name. Okay, we're gonna do that then. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> weird end to a disastrous signing. I say weird end because yeah. I don't know, like I think it's I don't really see how he continues at Sheffield. It's so strange to sign him with a broken leg. Like with a double broken leg. A double broken leg, sorry, yes. Oh, so I, I always got confused. So was the bread, the, the bread, the the lead, the leg was lead piping in the conservatory with Professor yes. Green. Yes. Um, the British rapper. Um, <laughs> it's new, yeah. it's new celebrity Cluedo coming, coming ITV this fall. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm abandoned by that. I thought about carrying on, but I thought that's something questionable. But I'm going <laughs> to swerve to say that around that. So his his one leg was broken in two places, or did he have two legs that were broken? I believe it's the one. I think it was tibia and fibia break. On the okay. One. Okay. So when I said he had two legs that were broken, you know, because I I put it out there like we all have like five legs, you know. <laughs> So it, it feels like the end. It feels like a weird end to a signing that was just bad. It was a bad period. And unfortunately, I think it's, he's been a bit of a bad poster child for that period of kind of a monk signing that um, was bad. Um, talks talks a great game on Twitter. I must he say. does. And, and uh, I think we were struck early doors by him talking a great game in, in press conferences as well. Oh, totally. He's he's a great character for that, and who I, I imagine he's probably going to have a decent media career down the line. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. But um, and and yet, you know, the weird ending to the end of that season of thinking, like, why didn't we kind of see a bit more of him in certain senses? Yeah. Like I I think it's a weird kind of thing if you're bringing on a defender not to show things up, but maybe. Maybe someone who's going to attack some set pieces and like get yeah. long and kind of attack things in the air. You could probably see some of that from him. I mean, I I, I don't know if I'm kind of. It's just odd. It's just an it's an odd signing. I I don't know what his best is. Like no, and it all... just feels oddly sad and tragic that we never got to see that. Yeah, I I think what had convinced myself around the period where we picked up the Player of the Month award was. Hmm. He just genuinely is a guy that. <laughs> That's true. I can verify. <laughs> but he's he's a guy that the the kind of the, all the talk of being rusty and out of like not being get, you know that kind of like we talk about match sharpness and things like that. It really really shows for him. And mm. I th- I think I just sort of convinced myself really what we just we just not previously he'd not had the opportunity to knock the kind of the rust off and just be him and i think he's got he's naturally quite an awkward looking person like i don't know i'm i'm, I'm guessing he's just sort of, like he's got a he's got a fascinating gait when he runs yeah you know some people are natural athletes there's a natural grace to the way they move and you can just tell there's a kind of hop in their step that they're just this is somebody they're fit they're a you know they're very able they're whatever and they 
the sort of person that like I, I just saw a clip that there's FA Cup coverage all day. They talked about Alan Hansen. Alan Hansen was like a squash protege. He was a um, he like was on some sort of team for golf. He was on, you know, like just a natural, I think like everything he played, he was good at. And I imagine, I don't think that's Che Dunkley. I think Che Dunkley's the opposite of that. I think it's hard work. I think it's graft. I think it's hours in the gym. I think it's just, and so for him being off his game by a percentage or two, really, really, really makes a difference. Mm. (laughs) And it's frightening when it's not, how it should be when it's not up to speed and we've unfortunately in a two-year stay with Wednesday we've really only ever seen him not in this awkward ring rust phase for a spell of a couple of months possibly at best Mm. Um, because it came back to that and I, I do think that I take your point. I think there would be would have been moments that would have been good to see him towards the end of the season. I think he did have things to bring to the to the table. But at the same time, do you want him working his way through that towards match sharpness in the middle of a very pointy end of a campaign that's been a struggle to get where we were? And I can also, I can I can sympathise with not wanting to take the risk really as well. I can yeah. see both sides. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but an, any, a really fascinating figure, an interesting, divisive figure. Um, we don't know whether he's going to be here or not. I, I hope we don't. Probably don't take the risk of another, yeah, another season with uh, with no, Che. Very much so. Uh, but at times he's looked like one of Darren's golden boys. So who knows? Mm. So do we know whether he loves Jesus or not? That's a big question. <laughs> I suspect he probably does. And therefore, maybe he gets to stay. I think that's a bit scandalous. No, I don't think it is scandalous. When players were signing in the summer, a lot of them sort of said, "Like, oh yeah, we're like we know him through whatever the his thing is, footballers for Christ or whatever it is. Like, it's a genuine thing." Okay. Darren Moore's a massive Christian, and a lot of the players we signed in the summer were Christian. Shadipo, Adeniran, several of them were knew him from this organization he had, he's part of or he runs so I, I i don't know i think it's a factor maybe not the be all and end all anyway i'll stop talking about it now luke because it's clearly not the most comfortable territory <laughs> uh, anyway so i would have given him a revised b minus but a bit of a record scratch you know because he's because he has keanu amani in his middle name he gets a keanu amani nice lovely stuff mm. um I'm now feeling like I want to know everybody's full name, but just in case they've got a little Keanu lurking in them. Well, there is one player who I've actually noted down his middle names, but uh, we'll okay. we'll get on to him. He's further further afield. Maybe not this episode as well. Um, a name uh, a name sort of stretch st- stretching mund- mundanity to its limit limits is uh, Lewis Jack Gibson, um, on loan from Everton. And managed to rack up, and this is, again, a kind of shocking, just five appearances wow. for first team in, in the league. He did he did have a start in the the Silly Cup to add to that. But, mm. yeah, three starts and two sub-appearances. What, for, um, so he had 45 minutes for his last review stage. Since then, mm. he's played a bit more than that. Yes. Um, I went with a C then. Maybe he's down, done a, now done a bit more to get a C plus on his marks. 
I definitely think he gave more than he did in the second half of the season to warrant much more. And it was frustrating to see how much of the first half of the season he lost and just how good he was in the majority of the time he played in the second half of the season. It looked in, that, it looked in those moments like he was a player that we and more needed. And then the injuries happened, and it meant we barely saw him again, or some blink-and-you'll-miss-it non-appearances from the bench. I'm curious to see where he ends up and what he does next for his career. There's been some talk, and I don't know whether there's any whether this is just speculative rumours because the internet's full of people just making nonsense up for pulley giggles, uh, as they say in France. Um, but there's been some talk that the reason he's sort of remained with us despite that shocking injury record is is that we maybe have uh, we have some ideas about him signing on for us next season. Mm. Um, how would you feel about that if that was the case? That's a really, really good question, Rich. I don't really know how to answer that. I'm going to be honest. Like he, he's definitely when I've seen him play, a very talented player. Yeah. What game was it where we managed to see some some goal that he kind of crafted from the left wing? He made a goal in the Rotherham game. He, uh, I think, he got an assist for himself in that in that game away. Not Rotherham, sorry, uh, Doncaster, Doncaster away. Mm. Um. That was rather nice. That was rather nice, yeah. He got forward in... I think he played the next game and got forward as well. He looks like a natural... If we're going to play a three at the back, Mm. it makes sense to have a left-sided centre-back. It makes sense for that left-sided centre-back to be a big, strong lad who can win headers and looks like a centre-back. But it also would be nice if it's somebody that can get forward. And he seems to have all of that. The only thing is, his legs are glued on and... He doesn't seem to be able to play more than 45, 50 minutes of football at a time without breaking for months and months on end. Yeah, and he's 21. And he's 21, and he's already a very, very broken toy. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think... I, yeah, I don't think it makes sense for us to persevere with Gibson. But if from what we've seen from him, I'd love to see more of that. But I could, mm. can you can't guarantee we'd see more. We'd probably get another five appearances, but we'll be paying the... The full price for it. But this I mean, time, if there's still the problems of Middlewood Road, if there's still problems with whatever the problems lie at Sheffield Wednesday. Sorry, I did see another post again of someone hanging out with Tony Pulis on oh, our right. talk, who basically Just saying wrote. that the the surface is too hard underneath at Middlewood Road. Right. It's, it's soft on top, but hard beneath. And apparently, it's too much money for Chancery to um, to put put more money in to correct it, basically. So, but I was just hanging out with Tony Pulis. I yeah, well yeah, that seems to be the case. Um, but I don't know. I mean, but that that's that's always been a very popular kind of opinion, right? There's something wrong with Middlewood Road and the training ground. Whether that is the true meaning and problems, I, I guess that's interesting. Didn't Darren Moore say that he's going to be doing a a kind of a more structured scientific inquest into things, and they needed the summer to do. Maybe. I love analysis. the sound. I'd love to sit down in a lab coat, squatting. <laughs> well, I like that idea, because, I mean, you know, he'll probably have some vacation with his family, right, over the, over yeah. the summer. But then, you know, he's got to gotta get back. Got to get back to work, Darren. Got to gotta get some players in. What are you doing today, Darren? <laughs> you know, I'm sure we all in our respective fields of, you know, definitely parts of our career where, you know, 
we've had managers who kind of wish and attest we do some busy work. I, so I, I love the concept of uh, Chancery giving giving Darren some things to do. Darren <laughs> Darren's maybe just sitting there with his feet up on his desk, just staring out the window, and uh, Chancery comes by and uh, tosses tosses a J cloth and some uh, some Dettol. I'd be like, why don't you why don't you clean your desk, Darren, if you've got enough to do. <laughs> If if you've got nothing to do, we'll find things for you to do. Don't worry. <laughs> don't don't do your work slower, Darren. Don't worry. We'll you know do it do it the regular pace, and we'll find things. For you to do. <laughs> oh, I love it. We're conducting a time and motion analysis, Darren, on how much time it should take you to take a squat on the sidelines. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, oh. so I don't know with Lewis Gibson. Like, I, 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 so again, sorry, the thing I was saying with that injury situation and Hex and the hoodoo and what it legitimately might be is I'd much rather sign players who've had more appearances and then they come and get crocs at Sheffield Wednesday rather yeah. than, than taking a more gambles on other injury-prone players. Yeah, yeah. Knowing that we still have Dominic Iorfa in the squad. it's It's back to that thing of... The definition of madness is doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting a different outcome. And if if you've spent the season waiting on a player to get fit and they've never got fit, signing up for another two, three years of waiting for them to get fit seems like a ludicrous thing to do. Um, even though man alive, he looks like a good player, but um, <laughs> there's just not been enough of it. Rich, have you ever dabbled into you know ludicrous the uh, the rapper? Um, I'm, I'm like I'm aware of his oeuvre. Have you heard about his latter his latter career kind of um, social media status on Instagram and Twitter, the socials, where he's become like making dad jokes and like posting oh, nice. kind of daddish memes and going, "That's ludicrous." <laughs> Hashtag that's ludicrous. That's ludicrous. I love it. That sounds good. He's obviously part of the the family, the fast. The fast universe. So um, <laughs> that sort of that sort of cutting edge humor is exactly the sort of thing we uh, respond to as fans of that franchise. Which reminds me, I did see was it the guy who does the uh, the guy who does the jokes about working like being at a job and then he turns on customers. Oh yes. Um, but one of the ones he did was uh, saying like you know you part of the family and he says this isn't this isn't fast and furious it's like <laughs> you know being part of a family doesn't mean i apply for free other jobs this week you know? <laughs> oh dear so have we landed on a score he got a c plus sorry thank you b plus sorry mm. no worries um this next person is mm. going to be interesting number 19 andre green oh i thought we were going to a different number nine <laughs> Uh, Andre Green got a C minus at halftime, and uh, who, and who am I? How could we forget those green times, Rich? Those mm. Green, he beautiful went, times. He went and uh, he's gone and won a won the league in Slovakia. Well, so, we you know we, we know when we came through the door, we all clapped eyes on him and said he looks like a Slovakian title winner. This guy's got Slovak Super League winner, Liga winner written through him like Blackpool Rock. <laughs> That's what we said. Green's first major trophy, Green stated that this had justified his decision to leave England. There we go. It's 
made it all worthwhile. Andre Green, the, 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 the Athletic has an article, Andre Green swapping Aston Villa for Slovakia, eating dumplings with sheep's cheese and gruelling forest runs. <laughs> well, I do the I do the grueling forest runs if I get some of that some of that tasty. What what, what type of cheese is it? Ghost cheese? <laughs> that sheep's cheese just goes right through me. <laughs> that sheep's cheese just right through me. I, I honestly, I feel like it's barely touched my lips before I'm going on before I've got those forest runs. <laughs> Well, I have to run through the forest to find to find the uh, the outhouse. You know, that's what I have to do. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's grueling. Let me tell you that. So you know, more power to him. He's gone. He's gone, and he's um, he's hitting the heights. He's 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 reached the very pinnacle of the game. So fair play to him. Fair play indeed. <laughs> heard heard to say to Ronaldo, "Where's your Superliga Bratislavan Superliga trophy?" You. You stupid Portuguese idiot. That's what that's what, that's what <laughs> um, does he keep his rating? Because he's not got any worse, has he? In the second half of the season. It'd be hilarious if I doubt him, but no, I've kept him Because he wrote because he had the article about getting the runs. Getting the runs. Right. Um it's the person that Luke thought he was going to be talking about. It's our striker. He's our number nine. He's Lee Gregory. Lee Gregory's halftime score was an A. Uh, was previously, uh, I think at the time, I think at one point, I think in the press, he was referred to as Mr. 40% because he was involved in 40% of the goals at that mm. stage. Um, so the interesting thing is actually, at the end of this, to talk about goal involvement, he had 22 out of 79 goals, including the 78 in regular season and the one, the paltry okay. one goal we scored against Sunderland in the playoffs. So he ends up at 27% total, roughly. Um, I predicted 15 goals at the start of the season for our number nine. And in the halftime report, I asked Gregory for 20. Um, he ended up with 17. And, he, I mean, he would have been there had it not been for injury. And yeah. it's a little bit heartbreaking to think that 100% fit Gregory is probably one of those things that's a difference between playoffs and promotion. Yes. promotion material. Not to get too down at the stage, but Gregory has been everything we wanted from a marquee number nine signing. Brilliant. I love his shithousery, his guile, his poucher's nouse, and the huge focus point for us up front. Was that supposed to be poucher's nouse? <laughs> no, it's poucher's nose. It's <laughs> <laughs> a popular saying, Rich. Get with the times, man. Come on. I like you. Ragging like you through every episode. I'm sick of it. I like, I like the sound of it. It's poucher's nouse. Poucher's nouse. Oh, he's he's got a little poucher face. What's uh? Why is Gregory not in the starting lineup this week? He's he's torn his pouches now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real tragedy. No real tragedy. Nobody's anywhere near. Oh. He and just that, turned around quickly. Pouches now. As snapped. much as I love Championship Manager, my least favorite moments when uh, tells you your star striker has torn his pouch pouches now. <laughs> he's got oh. the poachers now. Thank you. He's been a huge focus point for us up front as well, in addition to all those features. Mm. I think the interesting thing is his strength may mark him out for defenders to write off his footballing ability, and he can certainly finish and do damage very artfully. Looking forward to seeing who partners him next season and more of his wonderful dark arts. Yes. I maybe uh, gave a little bit, I maybe um, revealed this a little bit too soon, um, but he gets an A-plus as well. 
Ooh, so he is the joint highest mark in the, in the Wednesday Player Season Review. I co-sign on so many things there. I think his outstanding pouches now. Um, <laughs> His um his Stricker's instinct. Um <laughs> But no, I mean what more what more could we have asked for? You know, I kind of I thought we were getting a kind of workaday journeyman striker, but he has been he's been a revelation to me a revelation. I didn't I was not hugely aware of his work and I've just really enjoyed I enjoyed what he did early in the season, but I think the second half of the season, he's just been so, so good. So many games. And I love when he's, he has had several games where he's just been completely unplayable. And I love that when he's just, defenders are bouncing off him and he just looks like he's quicker, stronger, works harder than everybody else on the pitch. Um, yeah. What a great guy. What a great, great signing. Great, uh, great second half of the season he's had and another one that adds to that kind of tragedy of probably deserved probably deserved a promotion on his record for just how well he's played this season mm-hmm. uh him him and him and Bannon both I think if we'd had if we'd been able to consistently call on Windass as his strike partner then maybe that would have happened or, or maybe if Berahino had turned up a bit earlier um who knows but uh yeah lovely the what a what a what a fantastic player he's been for us, and uh, look forward to another year with his uh, his gill and his uh, his <laughs> all of his bits and pieces. <laughs> I was going to do another list there, but I've stopped myself. Let's go on to number thirty-two, making his return to Wednesday this season. Jackie Hunt, Jack Hunt, uh, Jack Hunt got an A minus at half time. Um... Deserved halfway, and I thought he might get slightly better as the season goes on. And I, I think we've seen that. Just yeah. very dependable and a nice return ticket for Jack Hunt. Um, I'd love him back next season, and I hope we get one more sniff of this changed body. Um, yes. But I loved him developing that late win-back arrival into the box with his predatorial arrow like a diving X-wing in the corridor of a Death Star. Excellent stuff. The scarily goal-bothering ended there, but it was great to see, and he did bag a couple in the process as well. Mm. Um, I've got fond memories of this season of him absolutely surging down that wing and owning the right flank this season. I remember one occasion, I think, he just kind of just just pulled one of their players out of the way, just very just effortlessly, like yeah. very much just really owned that part of the pitch. So as part of the process, I've upgraded him to an A. I agree. Um yeah, good. A good first half, an even better second half. Um, mm. Quite, quite um, ironic that uh, the alphabet puts them together, Hunt and uh, Gregory, because they they're similar. They're similar in that that guys that they yeah did well before have done better since. And uh, oh man, I hope we get to we get to keep him another year. Yeah. I think there's still a lot of juice in the in the Jacuntberry. Um, he's a player I just really love. I, I just think he's honest as the day is long. Um, I I just really love the way... I, I think he makes life easy for other players around him because he's so reliable. You know, just flicking a ball out into that channel, he will do his darndest to turn that into something. And so many times he turns turns a lost cause into a 
into a cross or a pass or another run at a, a defender. Um, and yeah, I think it speaks so highly of him that we just effectively just let him go on that wing and <laughs> almost don't, you know, don't, don't really help him very much. Don't back him up a huge amount. He's just expected and to, to, to do it all himself. And he does it beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, what a great guy. Well-deserved day. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed we get another another year out of him. His changing body, his hot tub buddies. We're all, we're all combining our resources to, to pull for another another bit, a bit more Jack Hunt. Um, another person that's had a kind of in and out time of it with Wednesday is Sammy Hutchinson, number five. Sam Hutchinson. Um, I gave him a B at the halfway stage in, in that midterm report. Unfortunately, his latest stint with Wednesday is currently on the, cl- currently on the cliffhanger moment of whether this is the last we will see of him. And there's genuinely a big question mark over his future and also his impact this season. Relatively dependable when others haven't been, but still the overarching feeling of someone is very much at the latter end of their Wednesday career. Ultimately, we need to do better from a starting perspective. And personally, I I think it's time that we don't see him again play for Wednesday. Yeah, I think it's time for us all to move on. And maybe the sadness was him making a poorly timed semi-retirement move to Greece that that worked out very badly with the pandemic. And then about yeah. turning his dad's army arrow back to the shores of Essex. Ah. I want to say thanks for what he did do larger this season, though. Though the aftertaste of him existing between two actions against Ross Stewart, and then an unfortunate injury making us completely lose our defensive cohesion in the second leg. A very haunting moments, unfortunately. I hate seeing anyone be injured, and I hope he's healing well from his concussion. But mm-hmm. I oddly fear Hutchinson being taken off the field of play with Terry Butcher-like bleeding only adds to his fans' cult status of him being a warrior. Yes. We almost got away with the mileage of him on centre-back, but we need to start rethinking the spine of his team and not turn to Sam because he bleeds blue and white. I downgrade them to a B-. minus. Yeah, yeah. I there's, um, there's a rather... I think, obviously, he's a bit of a divisive figure. Um, well, Sam Hutchinson is, but uh, in this case, I'm talking about uh, Gary Neville. But um, I, I've enjoyed, at times, particularly the first episode, There's a, he does a series called Soccer Box, where effectively an, an, another player comes and sits with him. They watch, they watch kind of maybe their debut or some sort of breakthrough game for that player, and they watch a play a game where Gary Neville's done quite well against them, and a game where Gary Neville's maybe done less well against them, or they've done really well against Gary Neville. Um, but it's quite interesting for how open and honest the conversation is, and I think they talk about in a way that you don't often hear professionals. That we don't often hear footballers talk uh, quite um, candidly, and one of the things Gary Neville talks about is his last his last couple of years at United, and he just sort of said, "I just hated playing because all I was I stopped thinking about how I could help the team, and I my all my thoughts were about not messing up and not causing problems for the team, and I feel like we've crossed that Rubicon." I feel like Sam Hutchinson's crossed that Rubicon and I feel like we've crossed that Rubicon with him. Um, I think his mistake in the playoffs was absolutely about doubting himself and his legs at this stage. Um, He didn't trust himself to win the race to clear the ball. So he had to change his mind and do something else. Hmm. And in the the time it thought it took his brain to think through that Ross Stewart, younger, quicker, stronger, etc., acted decisively 
and, to, and, and stole through. And I think there have been other moments like that that we've got away with where he's second-guessed himself and he's thought about things and been caught out and we've got away with them. This was obviously the... We would have probably rather been punished in one of the other games than in the playoff semi-final, to be honest. Um, but I do, I do hope this is the end of it. It's been... There's been some great things. Sam Hodgins has been a, been a fantastic player for this club more often than not. That when he's been on the pitch, it's been very hard to criticise his his job of work that he's done. Outside of that, he's a he's a he's a tricky tricky character at times. Um, and I think we just need to this is we need to cancel this drama. You know, season ten or whatever it is of the Hutchinson show. It, it doesn't happen on the Sheffield Wednesday network. It happens somewhere else if it's going to happen. Uh, I, I think we're out. We're out of the, we need to be out of the Hutchinson business. We need, we need experience, but not such experience that your legs are gone. And I think that's the the, the point we've right, we've reached. Uh, which lower level freeview uh, UK, UK digital channel do you think uh, Sam Hutchinson show should go to? The, the the Amazon have just launched a new one that it might work Freevee or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be IMDb TV and now it's Freevee. So mm. maybe there, maybe it would go there. Um, hey, you really seems to be the home of reality television. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Between those two stools, I'd love to see uh, Sam Hutchinson rock up on the Real Housewives. <laughs> the real housewives of Essex. Maybe maybe themed with the general kind of weird, odd Christian bashing that we seem to be going through here, and I apologize if anyone is of that faith. Uh maybe he should go to no uh, criticism of of Christianity. It's just a factor. <laughs> it's a facet of whether you play for our football club or not at this point in time. Seems to be. Well, maybe the Mormon thing, he could end up with the Real Housewives of Salt Lake, Salt Lake City, perhaps. Yeah, or Paphos, get back to Paphos. Paphos, Real Housewives of Paphos. We're Housewives of Paphos, mate. <laughs> We're completely intertwined with the locals. We go along We go along to the local boozer, the old, the old nags head. We, uh... <laughs> we go along to the news agents, the local news agents. It's all, you know, we're very much intertwined with the Greek culture <laughs> here in Paphos. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's, I think a downgrade is, it's harsh but fair, I think, is the, yeah, uh, yeah, is the, is the thing there. I don't know. I think um, I saw a comment saying that we've had like very early talks to see if that would be a fit between Wednesday and Sam Hutchinson. And I just, right. no, I think we, I think it's, I think it's too much. I, I think I, I felt like, I don't know, in, in some ways, because we always saw him as a player in the middle of the park. And then, you know, he, he regressed back, you know, in this elder statesman part of his career. Yeah. Center back. I thought it would be something that would have worked. And I, I think at times it, it, we did get some juice out of it. But I uh, so I think there was some positivity from me previously about, but it, <coughs> it you know, it, it still feels like a PR move, him coming back. Yeah. I can see that. Apologies for coughing there. Sorry, I pressed the wrong button. I was trying to mute myself and I ended up turning the video off instead. <laughs> <laughs> which which has no bearing on, uh, on, no. on the podcast listeners. That's this is an audio, <clears throat> um, audio art film. Do you know, I think in a way, though, 
the type of centre back he is, mm. I think one of the the nodes of what was what was wrong this season, what needs to change for next season. One of the consistent fast the things that's that's bitten us on the bum is we were too nice of a team. We were too much of a championship team. We were not a League One team. And I think when Hutch has got found out as a centre back is against a big dirty great league one striker more often than not because he's just not at the end of the day you can't you're either six foot four or you're not and he's not so when it comes when push comes to shove and it just becomes a, a a thing of sheer physicality he's going to lose those battles so the fact he's comfortable with the ball at his feet he's got an, an air of kind of class and grace about the way he plays because he's played he's been trained at a very high level that's great. That's all lovely stuff. Mm. But when it comes down to just a league one, when you're being pressed incessantly, when you've mm-hmm. got people grabbing you, pulling your shirt, heading, punching, whatever else, it all doesn't work. Doesn't work. And that's that. This mm. team doesn't work when it, it it's for when it has to fight more often than not. And he and he's been kind of case in point of that. Um, shall we? To pootle along to number six in the squad. Another person I'm surprised he's played as much as he did, Dominic Iorfa. 16 starts and three off the bench in the league. He also played a mm. League Cup game and a, and a pizza trophy game. So he, he, the halftime mark, he, he got a B- minus at, mm. at that point. And I, I think that's fair. You know, he came back and looked a bit unfit and a bit out of it. Um, he's the only contracted centre-back at the club for next season now, as we speak. I, I've just lost any hope of him getting in the eleven. I think we will see what we can get out of the tired, dusty orange named Iorfa, and then he's free to see where he can get a contract following that. I don't know if I can dock points further from his first half of the season as for any complacency he showed us. He was largely all right. I yeah. think he lives at a B-. minus. There's not enough in what we've seen to kind of counter his injury periods and then that degree of complacency slash maybe a touch of laziness yeah. when, when he's um, he's on. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's just there's too many opportunities and there's too much grace being given him. Like, I Interesting, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I'm done. It's just, <sighs> there's a few players I'm disappointed to see coming into next season. Isn't it weird because it felt like when we gave him the new deal... That was this one of we went through an odd period of being shrewd about our business, and that felt like one of our shrewd moves was that we gave him a, de- a contract so that when he inevitably it wasn't a case of if when he but when he moved away for mm. big money mm-hmm. we would at least get paid, mm-hmm. and then that has really really not been the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I suppose Windass is probably in that same sort of bag. Um, we'll not get to him yet because obviously he's very late in the uh, in the alphabet. But um, yeah, it's interesting. I I don't think I'm at the point where I've given up hope, but it is dwindling. It's a it is a it's a it's a fine candlelight that is flickering in the wind <laughs> in terms of the hope. Mm-hmm. My hopes for 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 Iolfa and his time as a Wednesday player. I mean, previous to this, we've just talked, prior to Iolfa, obviously, alphabetically, we talked about Hutchinson, who, yeah. you know, we definitely remember a part of his Wednesday career when Hutchinson was, was great. But, like, it was just a question of, like, well, with injury niggles and 
red cards and suspensions, how much are we going to get out of Hutchinson? But aren't we talking about two players that have got almost 10 years between them? Um, almost. It's close. It's, it's not. It's not. That's hyperbolic. That's hyperbolic. But I offer's only yeah. twenty six years old. He's only twenty six. I know. But like, Hodge is thirty two. It's five years. It's not ten years. Sorry, but it, mm. with, I don't know. It just feels early to be talking about someone who's just kind of been completely irretrievably broken. But we've um, also. It was this episode we talked about Lewis Gibson. Yeah. 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 Man alive, he was our play. He was our player of the year, nineteen nine, uh, twenty nineteen to twenty twenty. <laughs> that seems nineteen ninety. That when he was four, he was Wednesday's player of the season. <laughs> Couldn't stop us getting relegated, but he was great. I loved him. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's he's got another year till twenty twenty three. I I don't know. I'm still I'm still broadly hopeful. Will. He's played twice as much this season than he did last season, so maybe maybe he's on an upward trajectory, and we'll get we'll get thirty mm. games out of him next year. Who knows? <laughs> um, uh, this one, I think we're going to spend an awful lot of time talking about because it's really fascinating character study. Saw so much of him. Um, it's number thirty. It's Tyrese John Jules. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a three-hour episode, isn't it, Rich? Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I'm feeling a little bit tired, but the very mention of this name has put me right up, <laughs> like a shot of espresso. <laughs> I should have stood up when I was saying it to give it the proper kudos. Uh, well, maybe that is that is an apt term, you know, a shot of espresso. That was all. That was pretty much. That was pretty much uh, the involvement from Tyrese John Jules this season. <laughs> that was his entire really. Wednesday career. Yeah, I think that what we can say is that what a promising moment it is for Arsenal's academy that they can develop players that look about as good as Silasau with uh, with for the 30 seconds that they get for the on the 30 pitch. seconds that he gets on the pitch uh impeccably lucky for us and for him i must say to be sympathetic you know i guess we will never know um another, gets... another one though luke that there mm. is some talk about him cuz i think Darren Moore's had had him. He, Darren Moore had him at Donny um, mm. previously. <laughs> <laughs> he might go in for a double, a double dip, a triple dip. Make some new friends, Darren. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need a new social circle. We're going to need to introduce you to some competent players. <laughs> The big question that's going to follow him throughout his career is: Would you prefer Danny or or him? That's the thing, isn't it? Would you prefer Tyrese or Danny John Jules? The old, think, the old daddy or chips kind of argument. You mean exactly? And I think mm. we would we'd want Cat from Red Dwarf at this point, wouldn't we? Over <laughs> over five minutes of underwhelming play, um, and then nothing for for months and months and months on end. Yeah. Maybe maybe next time we get humped at homes at Shrewsbury, Cat can come out and go, wow! Well, then we'll have a bit of a laugh. There Wouldn't it go. be good? Wouldn't it be, be nice? Would be good, yeah. That'd be all right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, trying to have some sort of intercourse with something that's anything that moves. What a great, what a great guy. Um, we managed to keep that to quite a light number there. Uh, uh, 
did you get? Did, have we given that? Did we give a number? I was just going to say. I don't know if we got onto that. Uh, he gets Sorry. a booby prized C minus. C minus. Wow. Yeah. That is so generous. It is generous, isn't it? Oh, you're feeling so benevolent, Luke. To some people, and to some, <laughs> other, to some people, people. other people do not get the benefits of my benevolence. So. <laughs> uh, next up, number eighteen. Marvellous Marvin Johnson. From John Jules to Johnson. <laughs> it's Mr. Marvellous Marvin, the evanescent Johnson. Oh, yeah. Can you, can you guess what mark I gave Marvin Johnson? At the Ooh. Now, I'm trying to think, because I think, <clears throat> I think we may have, mm. we may have been starting to turn the corner of being... A little bit convinced of his his left sided centre back birth, possibly. So I'm thinking maybe C plus or maybe a B minus. I gave him a C at the halfway mark. Oh, okay. Um, huge improvement on his full, on his poor first attempt at the wing, and then obviously a slow rotation to a centre back free option. Mm. Such a strange and oddly disappointing first stint with a team. No idea what we'd, what we'd brought him him in for and what to do with him. Albeit yeah. with decent crossing despite his other failings. Since then, he's come on massively and made that left wing back berth his own with some incredible performances. Evervescent, marvellous Marvin, with his wicked crosses on the left, has been such a pivotal story of our second half goal tally. Dangerous and classy, he gets a chunky A. Nice. Yeah, I agree. He's. It's a long time since I've seen such a good crosser of the ball as as Marvin Johnson. Mm. The odd one flies away. He's not perfect, but he's playing for us in League One. He couldn't be. Do you do you remember any like who else did we have who could put in fantastic crosses during like the Carvajal reign? Well, Wallace Wallace was pretty good at times, but. Not quite consistent enough though with Wallace. Not very I mean, consistent, no. I mean, Wallace's kind of memories are like, you know, he's had, we had a chunk of a few screamers, right, from yeah. him. Yeah. You know, in amidst a few kind of nice pieces and some nice assists, but not nowhere near as consistent as Johnson, I must say. I no, mean, this I, is, I agree. this is a lower league, let's be honest. It's a lower yeah. standard of quality, so he's probably afforded a bit more time on the ball, let's be honest, but. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of agree with you. I don't think we've seen anyone that's consistently good from crossing like Johnson. Not for a long while. I mean, because Keith Tracy looked good, but it was such a brief flash in the pan mm. uh, in his career. Liera at times looked pretty good at crossing the ball in, but I mean, we're already going back a decade to kind of find an equal yeah. or something yeah. close to an equal, which I think speaks highly enough in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I really, and I love his kind of stick to itness that he he doesn't sort of get cowed very easily. He will like ride a challenge, or he'll work to get he'll work his way past the challenge to get the ball away as well. And yeah, really, um, really good stuff, and and a, na- a natural for that left left wing back position. I also don't hate him being left sided centre back as we touched on in the previous episode. Um I think when we wanna when we wanna put all the meat on the fire when we're chasing games, it's a nice option to have that he can he can almost be a second full back on that side. 
and, and yeah. let the wing back just push forward and kind of cause chaos. Well, that was uh, that was the real triumph of during Palmer and Johnson mm. as centre back. I mean, we we kind of we kind of had some misgivings about our yeah. offensive nature, but wow, it was it was beautiful to watch the, the you know very much the overlapping centre back kind of mentality, right? Yeah, wing, and you've got a second. We've, there's another you on the side, really. There's no. Yeah. Yeah. We we under, we understood what all the fuss was about with Tufty at Sheffield United on those occasions. <laughs> <laughs> we had our own little taste and we loved it. Yeah, I think an A seems really fair. Um, what a tremendous upturn in form from him and uh, another player. Just seeing that, seeing that uh, that build and getting better and. Um, possibly another podium member. I don't. I mean, again, I don't want. We want to allude to this glittering, glorious podium uh, that Luke's got in his mind, but uh, mm. he's not going to tell us yet. He's not telling us about it yet. In the meantime, we will move along to international man of mystery, Florian Camberry. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Twenty in the squad. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Flow rider Camberry. A man who got a B minus in the at the halftime mark. You know, I I think we saw this player come in and look to cheaply fill a new you like place in our hearts, almost <laughs> almost like a fake liver that has been implanted and our collective Wednesday night bodies slowly rejected it. I wondered if the narrative of Berahino coming to his own have made the option of Florian Camberry a non-starter. Mm. I was also wondering if we would have had a strange minutes experiment that we would have notched a few more goal that he would have notched a few more goals had we had only had the option to play him. Yeah. In a bit more of a kind of new you kind of fashion. Still there was an intriguing first half of the season and a feeling that embedded in the bramble knots beneath barbed wire in the shape of a man is a player somewhere in there. <laughs> if any of that makes sense at all. It just lives in some fawny, surreal hibernation. <laughs> Not awoken anywhere near enough oh, to make me it. think. Beautiful. Not awoken anywhere near enough to make me think he's just a fifth string striker in a third tier Sheffield Wednesday side. Um, he got a B minus back then. I think it's downgraded. I think ultimately a C plus is about right. Yeah. For and maybe um, not for any fault of his own. No, no, and I, I don't think he got the ch- the chances second half. Of you the know, I, I remember when so Berahino was still kind of beginning to come into his own and kind of establish himself in the second half of the season. Yeah. Uh, Gregory was injured. Windass obviously was was uh, a long way out. So I remember one game we started with So and Camberry, and I, I wondered whether there might be some kind of strange alchemy that might kind of work with, with putting these two people together. Yeah. I mean, usually if you Yeah, it worked two... so well that one game, didn't it? That worked so well just once. <laughs> was that one of the Pizza Cup games? I think it was good. Possibly, possibly. Yeah, and that was against like a lesser opposition, but yeah. still, it looked like maybe there could be something in that. And I remember then we went with that, and both of them were hauled off, and it was like, yeah, that that didn't work at all. I remember being really yeah. disappointed that it didn't work. Disappointed in them and for them both for Sal. That was a Doncaster game, wasn't it? I think it was. It was, and so pivotal in so many ways. I, I think I might have also mentioned whether there was like a comparison to, you know, that that Luke I reign when we suddenly looked to our a bit further down the rankings, and we had a partnership that worked really, really well of Zhao and New mm-hmm. You, but New You is yeah. like in a space maybe. Well, New You is 
often playing for contracts, but I think that run of games and playing alongside Zhao, those two were just electric together. Yeah. So I think I hope for like a slightly lesser version of that, but then I think I misgave that both of those players are considerably better than yes. Sal and Canberry, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it, it's it's just such an odd loan that came in. Like, I don't mind having a, an odd loan or signing like So and Canberry for that fourth fist because it's like, potentially this player could be good or this p- p- player potentially has something that the other options don't have. And yeah. then it's something we can look to and someone who can get minutes and then maybe give something in part of that process. Um, so I, I don't mind seeing them, but like the only problem with that is it's still a bit of a gamble and it, there's still a player that you think you know, hey, it's it didn't work out because we didn't think it would work out, you know, but we can afford to take a gamble yeah. or two. I mean, when we yeah. brought Berahino in, it felt a bit like we can probably afford to make that gamble of bringing him yeah. in and seeing if he can do it. And I, I think it paid off. Yes. Definitely paid off. Um, yeah. But this one... Yeah, because yeah. I, think, I think it's a relatively positive rating first half of the season, and I think partly that was based on the fact he did get goals. He didn't play that often but his actual mm. kind of goals to game ratio or goals to minute on the pitch ratio was rather good at how, that point I how think. many goals did he end up with rich well he ended up with five and i'm gonna check soccer base but i would bet he had five at the halfway point he didn't score at all in the second half I, well i'm gonna double check but i i would that that would be my that would be my presumption hmm that seems. I mean, I think that seems about right, really. Like the players who kind of do well before, you know, before we before we really got going. Let's have a look here. Yeah, his last goal was the twentieth of November. Mm. So the goals just completely dried up. Four in the league, one in the uh, pizza, yeah. pizza cup. Yeah, because that's the. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Berahino. You look at somebody like Berahino, and you're like, okay, that was a gamble. Didn't really know what we were going to get, and but to end the season with kind of ten goals to his name, not bad. Well done, Berahino. Mm-hmm. And I think if if Canberry had been the same, if we'd got another five goals out of him in the second half of the season, again you'd probably would go, yeah, that wasn't a bad loan. Another, you know, ten goals probably didn't cost that much. He, he came in and he got he, he, he bagged fairly regularly. You'd, you'd think that was a that was a, a fairly all right thing, but it just didn't happen that second half of the season. I don't think he had the chances. He wasn't given as many rolls of the dice, but um, he wasn't taking the chances when he got them either. So it, it swings and roundabouts. It's uh, it all uh, all adds up to the same same point really. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, the last one for this section. Uh, someone who I think we're all fairly convinced has probably kicked their last ball in a Sheffield Wednesday shirt. Uh, number 21, Massimo Luongo. Action Mass. And um, Mass. maybe maybe the player of different Gravy's era in a weird yeah. way. You know, fond favourites of Rich and I, you know, going yeah. with us through this entirety of these three seasons. And um, B-plus at the halftime mark, that was the, the midterm review. I'm just glad we got to see the bulk of the season played by him. You know, yeah. it's a nice fitting send off for who he is and who he's been for Wednesday to get most out of the action mass big Tim Tam pie. <laughs> great, great in that midfield midfield trio alongside Byers and Baz, legs class, and the old tackle in the middle of the park. Yes, 
And he got a rare goal as well before he left as well. I mean, it yeah. felt a long time since, uh, you know, that first season. I think he... Did he score two at home against Stoke in a win? Oh, yeah. In the midweek, and there was some decent goals. But uh, what did we have? We had that goal where he was on the line, right? We did, yeah. He showed his uh, pouch's nose by uh, getting in front his of the keeper. Pouch's and... nose <laughs> doing an Avra heat kick. Um, he... Uh... Great on anticipation. Uh, he's yeah. <laughs> so it's good to see him. It's really good to see him score. Really happy for him. I'm I'm glad we got somewhere close to depending on him. I I think I'm going to grade him to an A minus at the end, which is great considering yeah. he he did miss a, a bit of a chunk of football this season. Um, thank you, Massimo. We've loved watching you play, and you're the spirit animal of different gravy. Yes, and by that I mean he can be class. But he goes missing through injury. <laughs> and he gets tired towards the end of the game sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that's I think that's fair enough. It's bittersweet, isn't it? Because he's been he's been so good every time he's played. Barely ever put a foot wrong. It's just not happened enough during this period of, of being at Sheffield Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um so much to his game, you can see why he's been, why he sort of was on the very kind of precipice of being actually a real noise in world football at, at one point. You know, he was let's lest we forget Ballon d'Or nominated Massimo Luongo. Um, but you can see, yeah, uh, frequently getting plaudits for being like the most accurate tackler, the most active tackler in the league. Um, but in addition to that, that's not his game. He's not. A, he's not a sort of down and dirty game player. Um, he's someone who's got a great range of passing. He has shown some ability around the edge of the box for, with shooting. Um, yeah, really, a really great guy. Really great player, and uh, mm. goes 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 off probably presumably to back to Australia with the uh, with the best wishes of of the gravy crew. Good aim, mate. Pop, a, pop another prawn on the barbie. Yes. <laughs> Not a shrimp. A stupid. Not a shrimp. They would refer to them as prawns. Like, exactly. Fucking prawns. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another 11 in the bag. Mm. Um, and you, I definitely won't be able to tell that we've recorded these all in a row. We're definitely not flagging. We've just got much energy. We're just as excited and enthusiastic as we were. And we're going to once again say cheery bye. Wish you all the best. Luke, at the folks at home, everyone out in between. Um, cheerio. See you, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, my God.